This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharuddin. You're tuned in to the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Chongsan Building, located in Kampung Atap, is one of the more vibrant creative hubs here in KL. Like most establishments everywhere, they too are currently facing the full force of the pandemic. But how bad is it for them, especially if you take into factor how close they are to one another and how happening the place can be, especially on weekends? How has the pandemic affected scene-based businesses that rely a lot on face-to-face interactions and engagements with their community to exchange ideas and opinions? To find out more about how they're doing, we catch up with the owner of Chongsan, Lisa Ho. How are you doing, Lisa? Um, I'm doing okay. Quite busy at the moment, actually. During the lockdown, I had my baby. So I have a new oh, one. Okay. Congratulations. <laughs> so yes, it's been quite busy for me, personally. If you don't mind talking about it, like it must be quite difficult to, to be giving birth during the pandemic, right? Correct, correct. There are new regulations depending on the hospital as well. You know, you have to go in as a negative result uh, same as your partner and things like that so there's, there's a lot of precautions when you go in yeah mm. the last time we spoke it was before the pandemic and I think my last visit to Chongsan was I think in the middle of last year after restrictions were lifted and that was a very quick visit to just buy something like how's how's the community coping there? Um, I think generally we are okay I think everyone is doing okay of course because within the community some of them are in music some of them are in literature some of them are graphic designers so it has affect everyone differently i would say even the sop is different for everyone from fmb to bookstore stationery to small studios to music events so i mean we constantly update each other on news to what could we open? What can we do? What is the new SOP? So it's it's been a constant communication on all that, and everyone has been kind of adjusting, really just adjusting and adjusting like everyone else, basically. Yeah, the, the best part about Chongsan Building is that on the surface it looks like a commercial center, but it's not just any commercial center. Like it's also a creative hub, right? Uh, I think it's a place where creatives interact and live with each other like a family. I think that's the camaraderie, the vibe that I get whenever I I visit the place. So, um, how has the restrictions in movement affected that relationship and the vibrancy of the space and the place? Well, um, highly affected. I mean, it's. The, our last party was Chinese New Year 2020. So that was probably the last time we all gather in one place, you know. Um, we haven't been able to do that since then. Um, we have one or two Zoom calls, like like everyone. We have a WhatsApp group that, you know, we share things, we say silly things, we inform each other of things that are happening or that it would affect certain tenants, things like that. Um, but yeah, it, it has, I mean, it's, it's quite different now. I mean, the building has opened and closed, open and closed. Yeah. Mm. In terms of attendance, uh, how's the community like? Were they still wary of, of you know, actually um, going and visiting Chongsan? It depends. Some of them, of course, if they live maybe with uh, elderly people, they're a bit more cautious of things. But those ones who live alone, 
then yes, they will try to come back. You know, they want to talk to each other. They want to see each other. But yeah, it's, so it depends. Those ones who have families will be a bit more cautious. Yeah. Like you said, I think a lot of businesses had to adapt. How did uh, the businesses in Chongsan adapt to this? Uh, considering that I think, like you said, you know, there are like a different variety of uh, businesses there, right? You know, uh, so how how did like your tenants adapt to having to perhaps move online or even having to cope with the different SOPs that are available for different kind of businesses? Yeah, I think like everyone else, everyone moved to online business. Everyone tried to focus to social media, everyone started having Zoom calls, you know. But of course, in different industry, I think they cope differently as well. So F&B, like Tommy LaBaker and Pew Pew Pew, they just have to switch to all these platforms that do deliveries. And whenever, you know, lockdown is lifted, then they will open again. But of course, with the social distance, so they all follow the SOP. For other people who had an online presence, they have focused their really on the online presence like Dandan Record Stores, Tinta Budi. They already have an online presence. So that's, of course, they can't do any events. So that's what they've been focusing on. For example, I think the graphic designers, they have continued the job at home with their teams and having a lot of Zoom calls with the clients, preparing um, designing and things like that. So I think for them, it hasn't... And I think there's a lot of demand for graphic designers since everyone wants to do a new ad for social media or they want to revamp the brand. So there's been a lot of movement for them. And then, for example, like Fono, they used to have events and they haven't been able to open, I mean, for the longest time. So they are highly affected. Do you try and support each other considering that, you know, um, yeah, the, the rules are slightly different for different businesses, right? So, so for example, um, maybe Tommy LeBaker can still remain open considering that they're considered essential. Uh, but, you know, for Fono, they perhaps, you know, can't even open now and who knows when they're able to open. Like, so how do you support each other? And especially as, as a landlord, you know, how do, how do you, you know, try and, I guess, motivate your tenants to make sure that they're still okay, you know, they're still coping well? Yeah, I mean, we check on them here here and there. We we look for all the subsidies and grants available. We try to encourage them to apply. That's, I mean, one way. But honestly, I think everyone is, is trying very hard to survive. But they have also their own way to do it. And, you know, we let them be, see what whatever they are more comfortable with. We can assist them in a way, sometimes check on them. Just to check, you know, emotionally, I think it also creates a lot of anxiety, you know, uh, within this lockdown, if they are staying alone at home. So, yeah, maybe just chatting with them sometimes, just to see how they're doing, just sending some information. Maybe you can do these sending ideas here and there. Um, as much as a lot of people are looking forward to going back to the quote-unquote old normal, um, it's kind of looking a bit difficult now, right? And I mean, I don't want to sound bleak, but you know, it is kind of like looking a bit, you know, different now moving forward. Uh, 
So beyond just looking forward to, I guess, getting back together again, uh, as well as maybe adopting via, you know, using technology and whatnot. Um, have you ever thought of like a different way to get the creative juices flowing again, uh, especially among the community? Like, you know, is this a conversation that you have with your tenants, you know, in discussing how to perhaps move forward in this new, you know, era? Yeah, I think we're all missing each other and we are all thinking that we can get back to normal. <laughs> but I guess we, it's, it's not going to be the same, obviously. But I think in what we do, we really need human connection. And you can't do it over Zoom, unfortunately. So we, we really hope that we can all get vaccinated. We can hang out with SOPs in place. But, you know, I think it's face-to-face meetings. You know, um, it's not the same just sharing ideas online, but to actually have, you know, when you hang out, you can have all these ideas come together collectively, you know, which is not the same as, you know, you're at home thinking of something and then you share it online or over Zoom to your friends or, you know, your peers. It is not the same. So I think we're all thinking of getting back to meet each other. Just meeting, you know, having that that human connection again. Yeah, I, I guess that that's fair. To be honest, I think that's fair. Um, was there any worry on your end about the need to think about uh maybe changing how Chongsan is structured, considering that the space there is pretty tight, right, to a certain extent. So, um, was that a worry to you? Um, considering that you know, in this day and age where ventilation is pretty important, uh, physical distancing and whatnot, you know, have you ever thought of like maybe making renovations or something along those lines? Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think the the spaces here are pretty tight, and during you know this SOP where there is a maximum capacity, then I guess it's not ideal. However. I mean, all this while, I believe that the structure, the layout of the building, it has helped for the connection, the human connection. You know, the intimacy has helped to build this community. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we might not be able to feed that many people, but I think it's all right. And the good thing about the old building is the ventilation. That's why we have the courtyard. We have all the windows. In fact, not a lot of people here uses aircon in the studios as well. So, no, we haven't thought of any renovation to be done just to, you know, accommodate for this new normal that we're going to have because I think ventilation is there. Um, the spaces are small, but it does help with the community. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, on top of, I guess, being an owner of Chongsan Building, you also run uh, multiple art projects, right? I know our art projects and also the Backroom KL. Um, how have they been affected by the pandemic? Mm, yeah, well, our art projects focuses more on projects, commercial projects. So a lot of those things are on hold until things open. As opposed to the Backroom, I have extended some exhibitions. I have postponed some. So the program has been... Shifting here and there, I have maintained it quite flexible in a way that I could be shifting it. But as of last MCO, I've decided to just go ahead with this program because I think, you know, kind of postponing with the artist, it makes also the artist quite anxious of when is it, when is it. And, and it's been really hard to program like that and to work around it. So I've decided to just continue with the program. 
and do online. So have more online presence. I think that's kind of the only way now and wait until the lockdown is lifted and hopefully we can do by appointment. Maybe not, you know, big openings and not all that, but at least it's open by appointment. I mean, we have to kind of make justice to the art, you know, by having people to come and see the works. Yeah, that that's another thing that I feel like is severely affected and yet not many people are, are fighting for it, I suppose, or, or not many people are thinking about it on, on that level, right? So you mentioned your relationship with your artist just now. Uh, what's their take on, on the whole thing? Like, would they rather have their exhibitions be uh, showcased uh, despite, you know, the possibility of not having people coming over to see them or would they rather wait? Um. With the artists that I've worked, they've been quite... I mean, they understand the situation very well. I mean, they work really hard for the exhibition. And, of course, they wish that, you know, there were visitors. But, you know, it's not possible. So I have, you know, make sure that I would set up exactly how they imagine the show to be and document it, maybe making a video of it so that, you know, other people can view it as well. Of course, it is not the same, but this is probably the best we can do at the moment. Mm. You mentioned having to uh, also adapt uh, some of your uh, gallery virtually, right? I guess that's the trend these days. Uh, but what, what was it like uh, for you to, to do it uh, virtually? Is it difficult? And you know, as much as it can't replace the real thing, um, is it sufficient? And how did you, you know, navigate through that? Um. Yeah, I mean, documenting the exhibition, so I'm not using any of the CGI where some of the galleries are doing, which is taking the artwork, putting it into a white cube. In fact, I do set up the show, take pictures of it, and take a video of the installation. So I think it's slightly different. I mean, it's not that difficult considering I, I know photographers, videographers, and it's just about um, arranging the times to come and following SOP and if they're willing to do it as well. So it is definitely not the same, but I'm hoping that it is something better than, you know, not showing. Uh, right now, some have used the new normal, quote-unquote, as, as a form to also adapt. And to a certain extent, they have sort of like gotten used to it and they have perhaps I know started to think uh, that maybe this can be you know a, a new skill set that they can learn to uh, maybe expand on the kind of offerings that they can give to visitors in the future so for example uh, some have said that oh you know in the future when things are perhaps normal when you know people can go to galleries again on top of just allowing them to visit the galleries maybe you can also expand on their um, experience via virtual visits right I suppose or maybe virtual content um, is this something that I guess you're using as well uh, the opportunity to upskill and learn new skills so that you know in the future you can provide an added uh, experience uh, for visitors yeah, definitely. I think if we have already set up, I mean, we're setting up all this and it's kind of ready. And if we can open and we can use the, the new platforms to reach wider audience, I mean, why not? Because it's online. So basically we can reach other people as well, a wider audience, which is even better because physically, I mean, you are just hoping for KL people or maybe PJ people to come, right, to this part. 
Uh, we haven't even opened borders. So, I mean, the online thing, it's, it's something we have to do. Other than that, uh, have you spoken to any other curators as well and, you know, exchange ideas or even like check in on each other to see how they're doing as well? I think we are all about the same, just waiting and waiting to open. Yeah, I think people are planning on shows, artists are working on their own things, but um, everyone is just preparing, I think, for, for everyone to open. Okay, so right now, uh, I think the government has started allowing for fully vaccinated individuals to be allowed uh, more leeway when it comes to going out and, you know, um, visiting premises, right? So uh, if that condition is given or is allowed for premises like uh, yours, would that be something that you're willing to take or are you still a bit cautious? I think um, we just have to live with it. I mean, what can you do after double vaccinated? I think that's, that's all we can do at the moment. So yes, I think for the gallery... I would think that we'll do by appointment. And for Jongsan, I think other people have started it because like bookstores are allowed to open. So Tintaburi is accepting walk-ins, double vaccinated. Yeah, same as the other guys. But some of them have not opened yet because the staff are not fully vaccinated. But once they are, I think they will open as well. Okay, all right. So, what are your hopes uh, moving forward? I'm hoping we can open soon. We can all go back to what it used to be. But of course, I don't think that's really possible because we have changed. For a year and a half, we have changed our habits. We have changed the way we we do meetings as well. Um, a lot of things have changed and I, I'm just hoping that when things are better, People would appreciate more the time we spend with each other. And that, yeah, I think it's that the appreciation of, of time and human connection. So I, I hope people will be more grateful of all that. Because I, I do notice as well that, um, you know, a lot of us, we haven't seen our family in a long, long time. Like for myself, I haven't seen my family for like four years. And for other people who are interstate, they haven't seen their family for a year and a half. And, you know, I think we just have to think of other things that we used to be so busy about. And now that we got the time to get back into sharing with other people that we will actually appreciate the time. You've been tuning in to I Love KL and that was Liza Ho, owner of Chongsan Building, one of KL's creative hubs located in Kampung Atap. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl, our app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and also Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.